Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. So we've got a ton of stuff to get to today. We're going to talk about disastrous Biden economy and how they tried to, they tried to build it up like it's really awesome. If you haven't purchased toilet paper lately or paper towels, you better do it because things are going to get super ugly. Some unbelievable news about Merrick Garland and his son-in-law teaching critical race theory and selling his products uh, to school districts around the country, including Northern Virginia, where Terry McCullough gubernatorial candidate and he puts the goober in gubernatorial says that it's not being taught and he's been caught in a gigantic lie and i hope and pray it costs him his governorship because he's a disaster i've got some unbelievable news about the biden family and the guy who sold uh, hunter biden's art in his gallery coming up and i have some earth shattering stuff about covid and how you're being played It is not conspiratorial whatsoever. But I have some news that you're going to want to not miss. You're going to want to not miss it. Because if they're considering forcing your kid to have a vaccine, or if your workplace is demanding that you have a vaccine, or if you're working for the government and they're demanding a vaccine, I know why they're doing it. And I'll give you a hint. Last week, we found out that natural immunity was more effective, and this is from literally from three whistleblowers at uh, Pfizer that were caught by Project Veritas, said that natural immunity is more powerful than the vaccine. And, and by the way, vaccine efficacy after a few months wanes, and it's exploding everywhere, including in countries uh, like Singapore, where 85% of the population are vaccinated, but the infections are going through the ceiling. But you want to know why they don't promote vaccine, uh, your natural immunity? Anybody? Because it's free. <laughs> it's, it's free. That's, I mean, that's, that's it in a nutshell, folks. That's it in a nutshell. That doesn't require a giant government contract forcing everybody to get the vaccine and making the vaccine manufacturers and drug makers really, really rich. And in turn, they give lots and lots of money to Democrat politicians. And others, by the way. Do you realize we're paying $5 million to not have the wall built every day? Did you know that? Did you know that Kamala Harris, uh, instead of going to Mexico and meeting with the Mexican president about the crisis of the border, she went to a bakery and uh, sent uh, Dipwad from the State Department there. Drawing a blank on his name. Anyways, a Dipwad. So uh, that's coming up. President Trump also had a uh, terrific speech in Iowa on uh, Saturday. Iowa's my home state. And I didn't get a chance to make it up. I wanted to make it up there, but we had some... Uh, Scheduling issues, but um, he did deliver a terrific address. I'm going to share just a second to that in a second here. Uh, GDP growth under Biden has fallen to 1%. Biden's economy is a uh, self-made disaster. It's terrible. Biden's GDP decreased in June and has decreased from a projected annual rate of 67 
to 2.2%. You want to guess how much uh, some commodities have gone up since Biden took the uh, White House? Oil, 80%. Corn, 69%. Steel, 145%. Wheat, 25%. For those of you who uh, you know didn't grow up on a farm, wheat's what they make bread out of. Yeah, uh, Coffee, 34%. Cotton, 35%. Copper, 50%. Lumber, 126%, which... Means that if you're if you're building a house right now, I have heard uh, at least a, add another thirty five thousand dollars to the tab. Soybeans up seventy five percent. Home home values are going up. Obviously, it's a buyer's market or a seller's market, I should say, a seller's market. Here is uh, President Trump at a rally in Iowa, being inspirational, unlike the president in the White House right now, who is a bumbling, fumbling fool, who now is appearing in front of a fake news set. Uh, Tucker Carlson mentioned that why he's in front of that set. I'll share that very shortly. But Newsmax, of course, my network, where I do a show called Rob Carson's What in the World, and I also do a Newsmax podcast called the Newsmax Daily. Uh, They were there broadcasting live President Trump's speech, which will draw and did draw gigantic ratings. Here he is talking about Americans being told what to do. This is your home. This is your heritage. And our magnificent American liberty is your God-given right. And just in closing, I just want to say the United States of America will not tell you how to live. They're trying that right now. How to think, what to do. CRT in schools, yeah, telling you what to think. You will not be bossed by incompetent, dishonest, disgusting politicians, by big tech tyrants, by left-wing bullies or anybody else, because we are a great proud and sovereign people. We know what to do. We are a great, proud and sovereign nation. We are born free. We will live free and we will win again like we've never, ever won before. By the way, there's some speculation about whether he's going to run in 2024. Uh, I don't have any inside information, but if you don't understand that he's going to run in 2024, particularly if you're a political analyst and you don't think he's going to run in 2024, you need to consider doing something else for a living because he's going to run in 2024. All right, let's just just end that right now. These rallies are big. They are a big boost, but you know what they are also? Fundraisers. They raise a lot of money at these fundraisers. Where's that money going to go? Where's that money going to go? Oh, I don't know, maybe a presidential election campaign. How about that? You think about that maybe? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, duh. I couldn't wait to get to the mic today. Could not wait to get to the mic and and share what I've discovered over the weekend, entertain you, inform you, all that. Donald Trump did have a rally in uh, Iowa over the weekend. I believe this is uh, either MSNBC doing a report on the rally. And I want you to listen to one of the Trump, um, the people who were there at the rally. And it is, uh, oddly enough, you, you're not going to believe it, it was, it's a diverse group. It is a diverse group. But the one thing that unites them is patriotism. And they're tired of the assault on this country that this president and his leftist minions are ushering in to destroy the country. But I talk to folks out here who are simply just angry. They're upset with the way the country is going right now. And frankly, they're upset with the way the Republican Party is handling everything. Here's what one woman had to say. I think the Republicans are about as weak as they possibly could be in the in Congress. You have maybe six that are worth their salt. Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, 
Rand Paul, and two or three others. The rest of them are just... She almost sounds well-informed, unlike most people on the left. It's the same as the Democrats. They've been there too long. They're established. Amen. They don't care about the American people because they're in their elite little tower. And so we're just sick of it, you know, and we're not going to we're not going to take it anymore. I see a civil war coming. I do. I see civil war coming. I don't think that there's going to be a civil war and there can't be a civil war. There can't be an armed civil war. There has to be a peaceful Berlin Wall moment. And we can be civil enough to have a peaceful Berlin Wall moment. We're seeing it at school board meetings around the country. Parents going in, left and right, not left, I should say. Conservatives and liberals going into school boards and saying, BS on this CRT stuff. BS on this gender, uh, you know, gender switch becoming a major part of the curricula. BS on uh, tearing down statues. BS on uh, dismantling the country. A BS on uh, kneeling during the anthem, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's bringing us together. Can we together conservative and liberal, unite to drain the swamp of the people who go to Washington, D.C. to spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours. Nancy Pelosi, I I got a story I'm going to share very shortly. Nancy Pelosi's, her and her husband's net worth has raised in the last two years from $100 million to over $300 million. And she, oh Lord, the corruption is so unbelievable. We live in a country where Bernie Sanders, a devout socialist, who, if he really wanted to live by his socialist principles, like I've said this before, would live in a kibbutz and eat gruel every night for dinner, but he's got four houses. Oh, people are mad. People on the left and right are mad. We're tired of fighting for the crumbs. We are tired of fighting for the crumbs while Washington, D.C. lives and shares their largesse which we send to them every single day and every single paycheck and every single month and every single year. Wow. And the economy is terrible. Everything's more expensive. Gas, you heard Lou Dobbs, gas up over a dollar a gallon since he took office. I was unemployed for uh, almost two years right after I left the radio station in Washington, D.C. And I had to hustle and I had to do freelance and I had to do whatever. And we were at the point where I would have to call my wife, you know, I was at the gas pump and say, honey, should I just put 10 bucks in or can I fill the car? And she'd say, just put 10 bucks in for now. I remember when I uh, got my Newsmax job a couple years ago. And uh, I asked my wife, what does she want for dinner? Uh, And she said, salmon. And I said, uh, we're not going to have salmon for dinner. I mean, come on. It's like $9 or $12 a pound. We're not going to have salmon for dinner. She goes, Rob, we can afford salmon. We can have salmon. We're not going to have it every night. You can have the salmon. Nobody in Washington, D.C. who is a politician never has to make that decision, never has to call their wife and say, can I fill the car with gas? You know why? Because their freaking motorcade with their, with their government credit card fills it up. And then they dine for free on some lobbyist. And you and I suffer for 10 months with the COVID shutdown and they send us $1,200 and act like we should be grateful that they send us $1,200 of our own money. I'm so done. I am so done with the swamp. I am so done with the swamp. Here is Joe Biden on Friday, despite all of the bad news, saying that, no, no, things are great. 
In total, the, job- the, the worst jobs report of his presidency and all of the job reports have been universally bad. Creation in the first eight months of my administration is nearly five million jobs. Jobs up, wages up, unemployment down. That's progress. You know why uh, wages are up? Because he paid people $300 a week federally, additional unemployment, which is $14,400 on top of state unemployment. That's why businesses, now that that's ended, they've literally had to raise their wages, their, their, what they paid. Uh, it was a backdoor way to get $15 an hour. That's why people are making more money and businesses are suffering. And it's a tribute to the hard work and resilience of the American people who are battling through this pandemic, working to keep their businesses afloat. Remember, today's report is based on a survey that was taken during the week of September the 13th. It was the worst jobs report of your presidency. Don't, uh, we, don't, we don't trust you. You're a lying liar who lies. Your entire career is based on lies. Here is Jen Psaki trying to uh, put a pink ribbon on the, uh, on the pig and uh, polish that turd. What do you make of these really terrible polls? Uh, are they that he's doing something wrong? Is it just the communication? Or is it he's doing the popular things that have to be done? Oh, talking about uh, these are the polls, not just the economy, the polls. Something else. Sure. Well, look, I would say that this is a really tough time in our country. We're still battling COVID. Uh, and a lot All self-inflicted. A lot of people thought we'd be through it. All self-inflicted. Uh, including us. Uh, and we, because of the rise of the Delta variant, uh, because of the fact that uh, even though it was a vaccine that was approved under a Republican administration, uh, even though uh, we now have full FDA. Is she going to blame it on Trump? Approval. And even though it's widely available across the country, we still have a quarter of the country who have uh, less than that, uh, 20 percent of the country who've decided not to get vaccinated. No question. Yeah, that's not holding back the economy. Doofus. That's having an impact. Uh, and of course, as the president. Stop pushing the vaccine. We get it. A lot of people are making a lot of money. We get it. We get it. I get it. And the wheels are starting to come off, by the way. Oh, here's CNN talking about supply chains breaking and everything's going to cost a lot more this holiday season. And another looming and very real issue going on. The supply chain. Take a look at some of these headlines. America is running out of everything. Christmas at risk. A supply chain disaster only gets worse. Your holiday turkey. Okay, do we live in Venezuela? No, but we're gonna, unless we turn this around, and I think we're gonna turn this around in a gigantic way. We're done with it. We are done with it. Parents are speaking out. People are saying no. Southwest Airlines apparently had to cancel about 1,400 flights over the weekend. And the reason being is the pilot said we're not gonna get the stick. Now, they're saying, oh, no, it was uh, something else. I don't even know what they're saying. There's a fuel shortage or whatever. But people are saying no. People are saying no. I'm going to get into uh, much more about the, um, the, uh, the vaccine, et cetera. But right now, it, this is all uh, self-inflicted and is all by design. It is all by design. Tucker Carlson uh, talked Friday about this fake set they're using on uh, with uh, Joe Biden. And, and, you know, what's really amazing is they, they throw these things out there and they expect us not to question. And, and Democrats won't question. It's like, oh, that's a, that's a pretty new set there. Look at that set there. It looks like it looks like my, my dad used to make us watch the Lawrence Welk show on Sunday night, right after or before Wonderful World of Disney. And they'd have those cheesy sets with the, you know, the wagon wheel and the, the fake uh, plants and then the, the fake scenery through the fake window. Well, that's what this looks like. 
and yet we're not supposed to notice this that all of a sudden the president is not doing his his uh, his pressers in the Oval Office anymore. It's not in the Oval. They they have a fake set with fake scenery. So we're expected to say, oh, no, that's it. That, there's no reason we just did it. It's, it's, it's a convenience thing. It's, it's a convenience thing. Well, maybe not so much. Take a look at the latest example. These are pictures of a fake White House set that the Biden administration has for some reason constructed across the street from the actual White House. It's in an auditorium at the Eisenhower Executive Office Building. Oh, why is that? Why go to the trouble? They already have a White House. Yeah. Well, Stephen Miller spent the last four years in the White House as an advisor to Trump. And here's his explanation for it, because he would know, quote, the reason Biden uses this bizarre virtual set for televised meetings and not an actual room like the East Room, the Cabinet, the Oval, the Roosevelt Sit Room, etc. There are a lot of rooms. The reason he does this is because it allows him to read a script directly from a face-on monitor and without teleprompter glass that can be seen on camera. Now, we can't verify that that's true, but it certainly sounds right. Joe Biden can't... Did you hear him talk in Michigan and Illinois last week? Yeah. ...can't speak from the Oval Office because he's not sure what to say, so he has to read it all here. So that raises a much deeper question. The question is not, is Joe Biden mentally impaired? Obviously he is, and again, we're not gonna gloat over it. But a much more important question for the rest of us is, if he's not running the government, then who is? Well, I'm gonna say uh, Barack Obama. There you go, oh, I said it, I said it, yeah, Barack Obama. That's what it is. That's what it's all about, kids. That's what it's all about. Barack Obama and his cronies and his ilk and leftists that follow him and community organizers and politicians are fundamentally changing America. And they're doing it by force against the will of the American people. Are you ready for some uh, unbelievable news about CRT being taught in schools in America? And AG Merrick Garland, who said he was going to deploy the resources of the FBI to go after parents who speak out against CRT and speak in school board meetings, and he says they're violent and they're not? And Merrick Garland's son-in-law makes a ton of money as the president of Panorama Education, an analytical software and services company that peddles CRT in schools. They just got a $2 million contract last week in Northern Virginia. Hey, it's Rob Carson for Home Title Lock. The Social Security Administration's computers are 45 years and older. Did you know that? Yeah, computer servers at the Health and Human Services Department, 50 years old. <laughs> Maybe that's how cyber criminals hacked U.S. Census Bureau computers where everything you know is stored. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. No, not so much. The threat of some cyber thief stealing your credit card isn't your biggest risk. Your massive risk is when he takes over the ownership of your house. Yeah, it's called home title theft, and the FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes. Cyber criminals simply hack into the vulnerable government, bank, or mortgage company servers where copies of your home title is stored. He then forges your signature, stating you sold your home to him. Then he borrows on your home and leaves you in debt. Nice, huh? Yeah, protect the most valuable asset you have, your home. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. And use promo code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. I ran a scan on my home and I had four alerts. Fortunately, my home has not been stolen by someone. Again, just go to HomeTitleLock.com, use promo code RADIO. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO. 
Critical race theory is being taught. The 1619 Project is being taught. It is being taught in schools around the country. Don't let a puffed-up, swamp-dwelling tool like Terry McAuliffe say otherwise. But he said otherwise on CNN this weekend. The Washington Post talked to a number of voters, including one who previously backed Democrats, yeah. one who voted for you yeah. in 2013, but now says, quote, uh, now is switching over to the Republican Glenn Youngkin because he believes public schools are pushing a radical agenda in which American history is portrayed as racist and transgender kids are encouraged to use the bathroom of their choice. So you lost. That this is going to lose the election for this dipwad voter. What do you say to him? I really hate to see what Glenn Youngkin is trying to do to Virginia, what Donald Trump did our country. I really hate to see the division, the hatred. The division was caused by the left. The division was caused by the left, who started a temper tantrum before he was even elected. Putting these children in this horrible position, let's, let's just be clear. We don't teach critical race theory. This is a made-up, this is a Trump, Betsy DeVos, <laughs> uh, Glenn Youngkin plan to divide people. Yeah, and, that's and, what it is. And it really bothers yeah, 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 yeah. So you parents who are speaking up and worried when your kid comes home and says, literally, my daughter came home, she says, will you help me write a paper? I said, what's it about? She goes, critical race theory. I said, no, you'll write it on your own. And by the way, who's teaching this to you? I'm going to give them a call. Education firm founded by uh, A.G. Merrick Garland's son-in-law issued a resource for teachers that claims supporters of Trump are white supremacists. Panorama is the name of the company. Alexander Zan Tanner is the founder and president of said company, and he is also married to Merrick Garland's daughter. Yep. Zan is the founder and president of Panorama. They say it's an ed uh, analytical software and services company. Uh, they put up a workshop which deals with systematic racism and includes a link to an article that calls both Ku Klux Klan members and President Trump supporters examples of white supremacy. S-E-L-S, Social dust Justice, Dismantling White Supremacy Within Systems and Self. The Panorama Workshop in Question features several resources for teachers, including one that links a Medium article entitled How White Supremacy Lives in Our Schools, written by Altagracia Montilla. The piece was published in July of 2020. Originally, the rise in images of overt white supremacy in the media feeds into confusion about white supremacy while the Ku Klux Klan and MAGAs at half-empty Trump rallies are in fact examples of white supremacy. Well, no, the, the, the rallies were always full, and uh, the Ku Klux Klan is a fringe lunatic group that has almost no members. Uh, this, the article uh, writer who works for Panorama describes herself as a freedom uh, dreamer, facilitator, and strategist committed to dismantling oppressive systems. Yeah. It says the education system is often closed-minded towards ideas that go against what she sees as white supremacist culture. I'd say they're teaching CRT. You know why I know they're teaching CRT? Because I'm not stupid. Because I'm not stupid. I pay attention. But then again, I mean, uh, let's face it, Darren uh, McAuliffe doesn't want parents involved in education. He said this a couple weeks ago during a debate with Glenn Youngkin. Veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledge about it, also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually you take books out and make their own decisions. You vetoed it. So, yeah, I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. But, you know. There you go. <laughs> Remember. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party says something is misinformation or disinformation, it means you've found the truth. Absolutely. Whenever you get those three entities, and they always pair up for different things, 
Whether that be the virus didn't come from Wuhan, how could you say that? You're not going to be able to put any posts about it on, on uh, YouTube, or you're not going to be able to put any posts on Facebook or Twitter because you don't you disagree with the WHO. You think that Russia collusion didn't happen between Donald Trump and Russia? Well, you're banned from Facebook, Twitter, and the mainstream media doesn't even cover the story uh, once it's discovered that there was no tie between the two. No tie between the two whatsoever. Wake up. It's an awesome time to be named Brandon. It really is. If you're named Brandon, you got to be like, well, those people at the college football game really like me. But if your name is, uh, I don't know, uh, Siri, uh, not good. Uh, Alexa's terrible. Oh, my Alexa just went off. No, I'm not talking to you. It's weird. You know, whenever you say that word, that name, all of a sudden this little yellow thing comes on. It's weird, right? 2021 is weird. The country is weird. We're not in a good place either. We are really in a bad place when it comes to the southern border, and it's being done intentionally. It is being done intentionally, and it's getting worse every single day, and it has to stop. This is another issue that brings liberals and conservatives together. The vaccine mandate brings liberals and conservatives together. The CRT being taught in classrooms brings liberals and conservatives together. And the border being breached, breached intentionally by the Democrat Party, brings liberals and conservatives together. See, we don't have to have a civil war, kids. We can turn over what is wrong and make it right. And you could still be liberal and I could still be conservative. It's weird that way. Just kind of weird that way. Brandon Judd is the president of the National Border Patrol Council, and he's been nice enough to join us today. Brandon, it's nice to catch up with you, man. How you doing? Rob, it's good to be with you. Thanks. Buddy, I got to tell you, um, I just saw a report this morning that says all wall contracts have been canceled by the president. All building projects have been canceled on the southern border. This on the heels of a story this weekend that I saw that the government is paying $5 million to companies to not build the wall. What's going on? What's going on? So, All right, so let's be clear. The contracts have not been canceled. The actual construction has been canceled, but the okay. contract, the, the, the monetary value of the contracts are still being fulfilled. That's the problem. <laughs> so what we're doing is we're paying contractors right now upwards of, you know, $5 million on a regular basis for them just to go out and get other jobs and do other jobs. So they're, they're essentially double-dipping. Now, I don't blame them because they wanted to build the wall. They wanted to be out there. They wanted to have that structure done. They've just been told by the administration they can't do it. So they're getting paid for doing absolutely nothing. Um, in fact, they're actually going out and getting another contract. So they're double-dipping right now. You know, good for them, but bad for us. This is unbelievable. And to show you, and, and it, every day is another slap in the face to the American people. One of the most sacred things that a, a government should do and is obliged to do is protect its borders and its citizenry. But yeah. Kamala Harris this weekend, there's a crisis meeting with the Mexican president going on. She doesn't go. Instead, she goes to a bakery and then she goes to talk to kids about space. So instead, they sent Tony Blinken. So this kind of gives you an idea. She's supposed to be the border czar. How seriously she takes the southern border crisis? You know, there, there's, a, there's a time for everything. And there's a time to, you know, pump kids up about space exploration, about the moon. There, there's a time, there is a definite time to do that. Not while a crisis. The largest crisis in my t- t- nearly 25-year career, largest crisis that, has, that we've ever seen. I mean, we just went through the single biggest uh, illegal immigration event in the history of the United States, and she's talking to kids about the moon, rather than being in Mexico addressing the issue. And, and let's remember what Secretary Mayorkas said. He said, these are high-level security meetings that's going to mark a new relationship, yet the border czar wasn't there? 
this yeah. this administration does not care anything about border security. They continue to show it. I think it was today that Biden just said that uh, he's upping the um, refugee limit to 125,000 um, people. All that does is sends the message that you can come to the United States and more people are coming. They're coming by the droves. We see it every day. We just had another month where we're going to exceed 200,000 apprehensions. Everything that we talk about as far as the border goes, it's in complete and total chaos, and this administration is doing nothing to address it. We're talking to uh, Brandon Judd, the president of the National Border Patrol Council. And, uh, Brandon, I, I know that um, Americans have really reached their breaking point on a variety of issues. It started with the cancellation of the uh, the pipeline. Uh, it moved into uh, pulling out of Afghanistan in, in, in an absolutely irresponsible way and shaming our military. And 70% of Americans are humiliated by it. Now you're looking at this, uh, this border, and we have reached a breaking point. The American people have reached a breaking point. I would assume that members of the Border Patrol reached this point months ago. You know, if it wasn't for their desire, if it wasn't for our desire to, to put that uniform on and go out and protect the American public, it would be very, very difficult to actually do the job. Um, when you don't have the support of the administration, when and it's not even the support, when you know that they're actively working against the agents, when, when Joe Biden comes out and says um, those agents will pay, when there wasn't even investigation yet, Yet he says that they will pay when he's already passed judgment on something that they did nothing wrong. You know darn good and well that not only do you not have the support, but they're actively working against the mission. That makes it very difficult. But again, if it wasn't for that great desire of our good agents that want to protect the American public, it'd be nearly impossible to do it. In a nutshell, the difference between your job, the Border Patrol's job, under Donald Trump's administration versus now? Well, there's several differences, but I mean, the first thing that I'm going to talk about is we always knew that we had the support that was, that was needed. And, and that's always, again, it's, it's always important. Um, it invigorates you. It makes you want to go out. It makes you want to do a good job. But then you look at the policy end. Um, whether or not you like his tweets, I, I, I loved Ivanka Trump's speech at the uh, Republican National Convention um, when she talked about, you know, you don't have to like his tweets, look at his policies. His policies were phenomenal, not just on the border, but in every aspect of life, his policies were phenomenal. And so when you looked at the policies, when you looked at the support, you know, there was nobody, nobody enjoyed their job more than those four years under Donald Trump. It's a shame, and I would assume that uh, Border Patrol agents, uh, anyone associated with enforcing border law, they are disheartened. I imagine they feel worthless to some degree to add insult to injury. I saw a report where uh, the drug cartels were firing tracer rounds across the Rio Grande at U.S. officials um, to, to even rub their noses in it a little bit more. Did you hear about that? Yeah, so so the cartels right now are emboldened more than I've ever seen them in my career. Um, they know that there's not going to be any consequences for any of their actions. They're pointing their rifles at uh, at our national guardsmen who are doing who, who are down there doing a phenomenal job for us. Um, they're taunting them. They taunt our agents. Listen, I, I had the, the largest contingent of senators that that I know of. We had 18 senators down on the border. Um, uh, Senator Cruz actually Facebooked live as the cartels, the smugglers, were taunting these U.S. senators um, from the other side of the, the Rio Grande River. You know, it, it, we've just never seen this before. They're taking it to levels 
that we haven't seen, and they're doing it because they know that there's not going to be any consequences. Here's something that uh, is, uh, I just was digging for this. Um, House Democrats blocked a measure last week by Iowa Republican Re- Representative Marionette Miller-Meeks that would have required a negative COVID test before migrants are released from Customs and Border uh, Protection custody. Uh, this, you know, on top of everything else with the you know demanding that people get uh, vaccinated for COVID and having to wear masks on airlines and having to wear masks in different states into restaurants, and all of this, and yet uh, illegals are able to come across, and it's not a big deal. How in the hell can one thing be a, a national health crisis and the other not matter at all? You would think that would be a punchline to a joke, wouldn't you? I mean, the hypocrisy, the, the hypocrisy that this administration has shown is amazing. Um, we release people on a scale that we've never seen before into the United States. We have added, in the eight short months that Joe Biden has been in the pre- been the president, we have added more than one, one million illegal aliens to our population. Eight short months, one million people. A lot of those have been released under the catch and release without tests, without vaccine, able to spread the disease throughout our, uh, throughout our population, throughout our communities. And, and they're not just staying on the southwest border. Let's be clear about that. For all of your listeners out there, they're coming to Des Moines, Iowa. Mm-hmm. They're coming to Miami, Florida, Bangor, Maine. They're coming to a town near you. Anywhere that there's jobs, there's, they're going to go. Um, and so, yes, they are allowed to spread this disease throughout the entire United States. Yet this administration is going to put very, very strict limitations on U.S. citizens. It's, it's crazy, and it's, it's hypocritical. Uh, talking to Brandon Judd, the president of the National Border Control Council. What the hell can we do, Brandon? What, what can governors do now? What the hell can we do? Come on, man. Give me a solution here because it's driving me nuts. <laughs> well, honestly, the only thing that the American public can do is, is put pressure on their, uh, their Democrat um, elected officials. This White House is not going to listen to any Republicans, so it doesn't matter. Um, unless, uh, unless the elected officials in the states, the U.S. elected officials, unless they feel the pressure from their constituents, these Democrats, if they don't feel that pressure... They're not going to put any. They're they're not going to try to get the uh, White House to change. But if the Democrats actually realize that, hey, twenty two, this is going to look really, really bad for us. If they put the pressure on the White House, maybe something will change. Otherwise, let's hold out for twenty two. Yeah, um, a couple other just quick things. Um, the stay in Mexico policy has been upheld by courts. Um, we should be doing it. What's going on with that? The Biden administration. It just seems like they're willing to ignore any kind of court ruling saying that stay in Mexico is completely legal. Well, so they're actually getting it around it in a different way. Um, right now, people, people aren't even claiming asylum right now because they don't need to. Asylum was the catchphrase that they would use if they were going to have an order of deportation put on them. But because they're flooding our system, because they're, because they're being released after we give them that NTA or that notice to appear where they're supposed to show up to, to a court appearance, they're not even claiming asylum. So this administration doesn't even have to re-implement the uh, migrant protection protocols because that was strictly for asylum. They've gotten around it by just releasing people without even having them ask for asylum. Yeah, and I have said this for years since the Obama administration uh, and before I was even in talk radio. I've said that the only thing that causes these surge is policy, capital P. That's what this is all about. There are no failings. There is no nothing going on in the Northern Triangle that is different than any any other time in history. It is purely 100% Democrat policy meant to bring people across illegally, meant to upset the uh, balance of elections in the future and create a permanent underclass that always votes Democrat. Go ahead. 
I'm glad that you recognize that because that was put extremely well. I get asked on Capitol Hill all the time by lawmakers, both on the Republican and the Democrat side, what needs to be done? Do you need more infrastructure? Do you need more technology? Do you need more manpower? And I will always say, no, it must start with policy. Look at the way we were able to secure the border under President Trump when he gave us the proper policies. You give me those policies and I can secure the border. We don't need to charge the taxpayer any more money than what's already coming out of their paychecks. Give me policies that don't cost the taxpayer one cent and I can secure the, I can secure the border. All right, Brandon, I got to tell you, um, I, I, my prayers are with the Border Patrol. I think most Americans, when they saw the Border Patrol agents on horseback, didn't think that they were whipping Haitians. Uh, I thought that was trumped up. I think the, the damned president needs to apologize publicly to those agents because they did nothing wrong. Um, and I know this is going to be a struggle for you and your organization and all of our Border Patrol officers. It's going to be terribly frustrating and angry for them. And I just want you to know that I think the, I know the American people are behind what's do man i know they are so never give up never give up brother never give up all right greatly appreciated thank you all right brandon you're a good man have a good one and i'll i would love to have you out again sometime okay sounds good Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you. Brandon Judd, president of the National Border Patrol Council. So, you know, we, we know about the, the NASCAR driver and everybody in the stands is saying, you know, bleep Joe Biden. She said, well, listen, they're saying let's go Brandon. You know, and she was covering it up in kind of a wink and a nod at the camera, the whole deal. So this guy goes into Chicago's O'Hare Airport and he does a classic Bart Simpson. You remember when you were a kid and there was no caller ID? If you're a Gen Xer like me, this guy goes up and he... <laughs> He got the airline attendant, uh, or I should say the person who worked at the counter, to uh, page Let's Go Brandon. To page Let's Go Brandon <laughs> at O'Hare. Listen to this. Let's go Brandon. Please report the defendant to party. Let's go Brandon. Passenger Let's Go Brandon. Please report the defendant to party. How out of touch do you have to be to fall for that? <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, big time. Big. It's good. It's a good time. It's a good time to be named Brandon. I'm going to tell you right now. Let's go, Brandon, everywhere. All right. Are you ready for some uh, some more Biden corruption, family corruption stuff? Let's play our new uh, Biden family corruption song just in time for Halloween. Yeah, right here. Oh, it's all about paintings. It's all about bribery. I can go on and on. They're crooked and they're seedy, unscrupulous and greedy. For cash, they're all too needy, the Biden family. Through bribing and extortion, they've amassed a fortune. They lovely term abortion, the Biden family. Sweet! The big guy received billions for payoffs in the billions. And now they're spending trillions, the Biden family. Son Hunter is an a-hole. He's on China's payroll, should jail him without parole, and throw away the key. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. To power they're addicted, yes, they should be convicted. From the White House be evicted, the Biden family. So, the art of the COVID deal. The gallery selling Hunter Biden's paintings. Happened last week, and there were there were reproductions. He sold reproductions last week. He sold like four or five reproductions for seventy five thousand dollars a piece. The gallery saw its COVID nineteen loan increased from one hundred fifty to five hundred thousand dollars after Joe Biden took office. (laughs) 
Public records show the George Berger Gallery in Soho uh, was granted a $150,000 COVID-19 disaster assistance loan last year. In July 2021, six months after Joe Biden took office, this figure was revised, awarding the company another $350,000. $500,000 in total, and you want to know how many employees they have? Two. They have two employees. Unbelievable. $500,000 from the government. Just over two months later, the gallery hosted a pop-up show at the famous Milk Studios in Hollywood to sell the President's Sun paintings. The Soho Gallery is also set to hold a New York City show of his work this spring. In total, the gallery has received about $580,000 in COVID-19 relief payments, $80,000 from two PPP loans while employing just two people. You're being played. There's no indication Biden was involved in the loans or that Hunter profited from them through the, a salary from the gallery or its marketing of his paintings. Questions have uh, already been raised about the ethics of Hunter Biden's art dealings. Do you know why? Because this is how they do it in China. It's called an elegant bribe. They give works of art to people they want to buy, buy out. They sell the art to uh, unannounced, undisclosed donors usually involved in the Chinese government. And they keep the money. It's an elegant bribe. Can it be any more obvious? Can the corruption become even more obvious? No, it's right there. And what's really sickening is that journalists in this country do not have the journalistic curiosity, despite the fact having the First Amendment, to actually investigate stories like this. And that's why it all needs to be figuratively blown up. The mainstream media, the swamp, and big social media. Keep fighting. That's all I got to say. Keep fighting. Thank you for joining me today, guys. Please share this uh, podcast with other people. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the digital platforms where it is available. If you would, please um, share that with other folks. Also, uh, this weekend, my TV show is on. Donald Trump thinks I'm the funniest person on television, although it's really hard to be funny lately. <laughs> it really is. God bless our first responders. God bless our military veterans and departed God bless our first responders. God bless you. Yeah, you too. You too. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.